T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I want to go to the Western Hotline because joining me live from Highmark Stadium is our very own Sale Capaccio. Sale, first and foremost... Uh, there was a lot of talk this week about how many tickets were quote unquote sold. They were they're free tickets. Uh, what do you think? I you know I'm not going to tell you to 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 name how many skittles are in the jar here, but uh, what do you think? Did we get close to twenty five thirty thousand there at the stadium? Yeah. First of all, can you hear me? Okay. There's yeah. a lot of music in the background. I got you. Sam. Okay. Good. You want to make sure it's, it's beautiful down here. It feels great to see everybody back. I'd say it's got to be twenty to twenty five here. I mean, maybe around twenty, give or take. Maybe a little less than that. I'm not great at guessing that stuff, but. I mean, the lower bowl is probably about half full. That's pretty solid for the first practice of the year on July 31st sale. Um, so quickly, Sale, before we kind of dive into some of the storylines for the week, this afternoon um, at the stadium, are, are we looking at just a standard open practice, no scrimmage, right, just a standard open practice there for today for the folks? Yeah, it's not a scrimmage. They don't even have pads on. They have their shells and their helmets, but they're not wearing shoulder pads. They're not wearing... Uh, they're wearing shorts, um, so this looks very similar to the first few days of training camp that we've been watching out with the media. Um, we still have the uh, offensive and defensive linemen with the guardian shells on their caps that you've seen. I think that's been very interesting. They still have them on, um, but it's basically the same kind of practice. And no, they're not going live tackling or hitting because they don't even have pads on to do that. So, Sale, uh, let's talk about a person that uh, might be coming to practice for the first time. Maybe they haven't been updating themselves on your, your daily uh, training camp previews um, at WGR550.com. Talk, talk to me a little bit over the first couple of days, some storylines that have stood out to you. Obviously, going into training camp, I felt like we probably at nauseum talked about the running back situation, tight end, left guard, cornerback too. Has that sort of played out in real time for you? Are those the things that have sort of maintained everyone's attention, particularly in the media? for the first couple of days, or have new storylines sort of opened up? I think that the defensive line group is really interesting, and I think there's been a lot of, you know, kind of mixing and matching that we've been watching and, you know, seeing where guys are lining up, who's taking reps, and obviously, you know, I can't report, you know, exactly all that kind of stuff, but I will tell you that, you know, everybody gets a shot. They really do. Um, you know, there's, all, there's a lot of flexibility, and we know, as you know, Nate, they've they really kind of tried to have that flexibility going back a couple of years, but it really shows up with this group. And you look at the roster, there's going to be a, some really good football players that just don't have an NFL spot at the end of it. Now, granted, they could be on the practice squad, but the Bills are going to have to make some tough decisions. I think that defensive line group, how it shakes out, inside, outside, who's playing where, how they want to use that personnel is really interesting. And I think the same thing can be said for wide receiver. Now, um, today, just to note, Stephon Diggs is not practicing. I don't know if there's any issue, but it doesn't appear to be. I don't want to alarm anybody because he actually is out here on the field. He's, he's walking around. He's joking with his teammates. 
didn't seem like he was working with any trainers or anything like that. So who knows? Could be just something he wanted to back off on yesterday. He did warm up, too. He warmed up. He took some reps. He's just not out here right now. Um, yesterday, the same thing happened about midway through practice, and Cole Beasley got a rest day. So yesterday, because of that, we were able to see Kate Kumro, uh, Tanner Gentry, and some other guys really get some more time. And I thought they really did a, um, a really good job. So I think the wide receiver depth and group is also very interesting. So obviously, Sal, um, the, the, the combination of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, um, uh, Cole Beasley earlier in the week when he, uh, when he came to training camp started talking to the media about football, one of the things he was sort of talking about was his time with Emmanuel Sanders at SMU in college and how both of them really played from the slot. If you're Brian Dable, you know, how, and, and I saw some video from warm-ups today about some, uh, some stacking of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders kind of on the same side of the field, when, when you are... Brian Dable and you have two guys as competent as Beasley and Sanders are in the slot just how difficult you know talk a little bit about how difficult that's going to be for defenses to defend when you have two really precise nuanced route runners who might be lining up right next to each other in a, in the slot position with Stefan Diggs you know sort of next to them like how difficult do you believe and how often do you believe that Brian Dable might start deploying those two together in slot looks I really think it's all of that is going to be on a weekly basis. It's going to be a game plan basis. One thing that Brian Dable has been really good at the last couple of years, and this goes back to his Patriots days, where he kind of, I think he learned it from Bill Belichick, is, you know, yeah, we could always say you do what you do, but it really is a do what you do on a week-to-week basis based on who you're playing, the matchups, and trying to win. There might be one week where they feel that Emmanuel Sanders works better inside. There might be one week where they feel he works better outside. There may be one week where they feel that they can kind of do what you said and use them both inside in certain situations and, you know, create those matchups. That's what they want to do. But I'll go back to the same thing. That's what Leslie Frazier said about his defensive line when I asked him about it yesterday. It's the exact same thing on the other side, which is there's going to be certain matchups where guys are going to play certain spots. Might not be the same thing the next week, right? I think the same thing with running back. So I think the answer to your question is every week is going to be different. Who knows what that looks like at the end of the year? But I think they're going to basically do it based on the opponent and the tendency. So, Sale, I heard you yesterday with when you were on the afternoon show with Mike and Chris, and you were talking a little bit about Jay Kumaro, and really just in general talking about the receivers that had been stepping up since Stephon Diggs hadn't necessarily been practicing in full. And and I'm wondering a little bit about Jay Kumaro because obviously, uh, at least from the media members that have been posting for the first couple of days, it, it seems like Isaiah McKenzie continues to really just establish himself as, as a mainstay in this office, as a guy that has earned touches, earned reps with the first team, and that continues to be the case throughout training camp, but Kumaro is an interesting one because I think a lot of people going into the summer sale really kind of were penciling in Isaiah Hodgins as maybe that number six receiver, that number seven guy um, that this team might consider keeping, and he hasn't had, at least from what I've seen from notes, hasn't had the, the quickest start to training camp, but Jay Kumaro, you mentioned yesterday as a guy that you really believe has a shot to make this roster. Tell me a little bit about what you've been seeing from him. Yeah, he... Um... He does. I, I think that as of right now, if you were to pin me down and create a 53, I would have Jake Kumaro on this team. I'd also have Isaiah McKenzie on the team. But that's hard to say because now all of a sudden, Isaiah Hodgins isn't on the team, right? I mean, and, you know, do we go back to last year? Is he on the practice squad? Uh, he had that injury. He was on IR last year. Um, I think Jake Kumaro is a guy they really like. They target, as we know, they had him last year. They claimed him off waivers. We all know the story after yep. what happened with Green Bay and Eric <laughs> Rodgers has been coming back. The Bills claim him, he's on the team, and then, you know, he's on the practice squad. He comes in, he has that really nice touchdown against Denver. 
they have to release him to create a roster spot for John Brown, and sure enough, he gets claimed by New Orleans. The Bills didn't expect that, so guess what they did? They went out and reclaimed him again when New Orleans put him back out of waivers late in the season, actually, in the playoffs. That's how much the Bills really wanted Jake Kumaro. So I think Jake Kumaro is a guy that's consistent. He's got good hands. I think he's faster than people realize. He's not a speedster, but he can get open. He can get down the field. He can run all the routes. And he's also got a big body, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's taller. Um, you know, he's not, he's not a super tall guy, but I think he can use his body to his advantage in a lot of different situations. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really interesting battle to watch for the last wide receiver spot. Now, now all that said, Nate, let's wait till the pads come on yeah, to really sure. start looking at all that. You hear the uh, crowd behind me. Zach Moss just got into the end zone here, so that was nice for them to see on a little uh, little pass. So uh, everybody's kind of into it a little bit here. I always find it funny when you go to these open practices and people always cheer when the offense makes a play. Well, when the defense makes the play, it's good, too, you know. everybody. <laughs> yeah, just just remind everybody, it is okay for the defense to make some plays as well in training camp. Yeah, it's okay out here. So yeah. I, let's wait till Pat's come on before we really dig into that, but it's going to be interesting. Sal Capaccio joining me live here from Highmark Stadium at Bill's Open Practice on the West Her Hotline. Sal, a couple more things for you before I let you go and enjoy the rest of practice here. Um, a lot of talk about the running backs, and I know you mentioned um, in one of your reviews of the first couple of practices about Matt Breida in particular. Also, talk a little bit about, uh, at least from what I'm seeing today, Matt Breida popping up in a lot of special teams drills. Is that an area you believe that Matt Breida might, be making, might find his way onto the roster is by being a special teams asset? It could be. I do not think they'll keep him just for special teams. I think if they keep Matt Rita and have him on special teams, it's because they want to be able to have that flexibility with their third running back that they really didn't have last year with T.J. Yeldon, remember, right? Um, now they have Taiwan Jones, but I think he adds what I think maybe they wanted a little bit more out of And I like T.J. Yeldon a lot, but you know he wasn't a guy that you relied on necessarily special teams. He could play it. But if Matt Rita can do that, that's just an added bit of flexibility for him to be able to make the roster because I do think he's going to factor in on how this team wants to go. And again, this is going to be probably a week-to-week, game-to-game basis on the running backs. Could be Matt Breida. I could, I mean, sure, could be Devin Singletary. Could be Zach Moss. And I think Matt Breida is a guy that they probably put in in special situations for matchup, um, you know, from a week-to-week. Maybe you get a group, like a slower linebacker group you're playing against, and you think you could take advantage of his speed and his quickness to get to the outside or something like that. But, oh, by the way, he can also play special teams then, and you can use that roster flexibility. Sale, um, describe to me in as little words as possible how much different Harrison Phillips looks this year physically. Yeah, I think he looks leaner. I think that goes towards everyone uh, on the defensive line. It's kind of funny. Mario Addison looks like a different person. When he showed up to OTAs, I thought, I'm like, wow, that's Mario Addison. Like he, he's, he's gotten leaner. He's slimmed down. I just, I'm really intrigued by this defensive line. Harrison, you know, he had to work a long way to come back from that recovery from that knee injury. And I thought last year he was maybe the Bills' the best defensive tackle a few weeks towards the end of the year. And, you know, now it's all about, as Sean McDermott said, that's all behind him. That's all behind him. He's got to just play football. And I think he could be a big factor, especially because, you know, now it's Star back. And you hope Star can return to form and is what he is. But if Star Latoule isn't for some reason that exact player he was, you're going to need a guy like Harrison and Justin Zimmer to be really, you know, big for you and step up. All right, Sal, last thing for you uh, on the quarterbacks today. Um, talk a little bit about what you've – and I, I was listening to you yesterday, but I, I'm sort of interested as today progresses and as this as this 
you know, training camp progresses towards the first preseason game, how much of an opportunity do you think we're going to see Mitchell Trubisky have in the preseason this year? Uh, with with the idea that, listen, I, I, this offense is in a really good position, a lot of returning players, a returning offensive coordinator and system. How much time does Josh Allen and these starters really going to need during the preseason? And how much does that ultimately mean you think we're going to see of Mitchell Trubisky moving forward? I asked this question to Sean McDermott essentially a couple of days ago, which is, how do you handle three preseason games? You've seen what it looks like with zero last year. You've already you've been in the league through four preseason games. What do you do? And Sean's response was interesting because what he said was basically that it's not only the three preseason games. Oh, really nice, really nice throwing catch right there to our guy Kumaro we were just talking about, Nate. Um, Josh Allen just fit it in to Nate, uh, to, to, to Jake Kumaro just over like a – I mean – he put it in the only spot he could get it just over Levi Wallace. So you heard the crowd behind me. That's what I'm talking about. Like, Jake Kumar runs a good route, and Josh Allen puts it, fits it right into a spot. Uh, the only he can get was really good coverage by Levi, but Jake Kumar was able to get it. So that's why you heard that right there. Um, I, it's not, it's, they're structuring things out here, even knowing, like, three preseason games, how do we structure practices to make sure we get the most out of everybody? And let's remember returning group, veteran group, like, how much does that do they need? This isn't a group that has to get acclimated to each other. I don't know the answer to the question, but it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see a lot of the starters in preseason. So, Sal, I know we didn't really get to see the the amount of training camp last year with with COVID and everything. Try to put into words the player, Josh, the, the, the guy that you see – Josh Allen, and maybe this is a leadership thing. Maybe this is just a comfortability on the field and, and making these throws that you're talking about. But try to rewind yourself to 2019's training camp and think about what you knew and what you thought you were seeing from Josh Allen then and compare it to what you've seen through the first couple of practices this year in 2021. Extreme confidence. You remember on social media when there was this really big thing? You were involved, I think, with the term arm arrogance. Uh-huh. Remember that? Uh-huh. Right, okay. And, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to interpret it. So I'm not going to say that, but he is super confident in his arm. And it's not just his arm. What I think the difference is, Nate, is Josh has always been a guy not afraid to throw the ball. He knows he not only can make every throw on the field physically, he can complete every throw on the field. I think that's the difference. All right, Sal, appreciate you, my friend. Enjoy the rest of practice, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch things up, and we'll look forward to your story up at uh, WGR550.com later on today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.